everybody, and welcome back to Just For A Podcast, a high school musical, the musical, the series podcast, hosted by me, Ivy. And me, Lauren. I'm recording from the comfort of my bed again today, because I know you guys are going to have some words, and we're going to be here for a minute. <laughs> so. I got my water ready. I'm laying down. I don't have water, and I probably should. And will I go and get <laughs> it at some point in this episode? Probably. We have had... Quite the week. We have. I kind of forgot everything that happened till just now. It. Oh, where, do, where do we start, honestly? Well, let's start with Expo. First of all, Ivy and I are, are extremely stressed for D23 Expo. Literally the day after we recorded last week's episode... Sophia practically confirmed that she's going to be there. At the so, Toyotathon. At the Toyotathon, at the Extrava Festa Save-a-thon. If you guys don't know how it works, basically we put in our request to go to that panel and we'll find out on September 2nd if we're going to get to be able to go, even go into the panel. So please. Which is literally my birthday. So if they deny us on my birthday, that's so rude. That's obviously homophobic. It's literally homophobia on my end, and it's racism on Lauren's end. Exactly. Like, why would you disrespect us like that? Especially because Sophia tweeted, like, who's going to D23 or blah, blah, blah. And us and, like, maybe three other people were the only ones (laughs) that were were actually going. (laughs) Yeah. So... If we don't get in, I will be living. We deserve to be in the room where it happens. We deserve to be in the room where it happens. And when they're previewing the new National Treasure series, which is our literal conjoined comfort movie. <laughs> we need to be there. I need to be there if Justin Bartha's going to pop out. Ooh, not Mr. Riley Poole. Oh, my king. Okay, and then what? Then where and do we move on Frankie. to Frankie. Well, Dara was, like, flooding our likes on Dara Twitter. Was. Dara was lurking on our profile. So is Ben. Ben's always lurking. Ben's, Ben's our BFF. Him and Adrian. Ben, is. ben are and Adrian three are besties. <laughs> but yes, Frankie, continue. So Ivy made a, like, a collage. Well, it's just two photos of the meme of the girl... Like, looking at the camera while there's a fire... Like, her house is on fire in the back, right? That's what it is? Yeah, I think. Or, like, there's a ho- there's something on fire behind her, and she's, like, looking into the camera smugly. And she put it with the photo of Frankie doing that to the camera from this episode with Josh... I mean, with Ricky, EJ, and Sophia in the back, like, the fire. And Frankie not only did it blow up on, like, Twitter and Instagram before any interaction but Frankie reposted it and then commented on it and then Tim reposted it on his Le- Instagram too and then we had like Sailor liked, liked it Sailor liked it Julia liked it Ugh. we were just we were just collecting infinity stones all week it was literally wild no the way it blew up on Twitter was what blew my mind mm-hmm Because we get Instagram posts that do pretty well, and with them reposting it, I was, like, 
pretty sure it was going to do well, but the one on Twitter blew up. Yeah. And just Tim reposting it was insane. Literally crazy. We, wait, because I called you, right? You didn't see it yet? I think I called, or I called the group chat. Yeah, you called about Tim. I was on a call with Alondra when Frankie liked it and commented on it because Alondra was in the middle of talking and then all of a sudden my face was like this because I saw (laughs) Frankie A. Rodriguez liked your post at the top and I didn't know you posted it on Instagram and I was like what and then I see a comment and I was like hold on and Alondra goes Ivy and I was like Frankie just liked and commented on our post and then I was like oh he put it on his story Wait, speaking of Alondra, you guys, we've been friends with Alondra for years, and she just barely told us that she's related to Frankie. She really drops the news on us, like, three days ago that Frankie's her cousin. Why did we put two and two together with their last names? She literally just let us know. I was like, what? Okay, you're gonna share this now? Yeah. How long have we known Fine. Feels like forever. Literally years at this yeah. point. So, come on, Alondra. I love how she was just withholding the information that long. Good God. Any other freaking news? What are we... <laughs> I don't think so. I'm just... I was like, what else did I do this week? I've just been stressing about what I'm going to wear to Expo. We found some good news. Of, we, we, oh, we, put, yes. we put two and two together... Mm-hmm. With some things around our D23 Expo time. So, stay manifesting because... Yeah. we don't want to say it because if we say it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, we don't want to say it because if we say it, it's not going to happen and, like, it hasn't been confirmed yet. But some things just add up. Mm-hmm. Math so enough. we're remaining hopeful. And y- y'all already manifested, helped manifest Sophia going, so... I feel yeah. like you'll do this for us. Yes. Yes. And you guys, we're gonna we're literally going to get you guys as much as much content as we physically can. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm gonna bring my heavy duty Coachella photo uh, photo phone charger. Like I'll be ready. Yeah, I'm bringing my phone charger. Should I bring the GoPro? I'll bring the freaking GoPro. Heck yeah. We gotta look profesh, Ivy, at D23. I'll go pro it. Do we pack our mics? Do we do we walk around with the mic? <laughs> we'll pack our tiny mic. Tiny mic, indeed. I don't even know how we would connect these to like a phone or something. No. I know, we gotta we gotta up our, our mic game for travel. We're really we're really just not professional at all. No, we'll look professional. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Is that all the news that we've got? I think so. I feel like we're missing something, but y'all know. I feel like we're missing something, but it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Without further ado, what are we talking about this week, Lauren? We're talking about season three, episode five, The Real Campers of Shallow Lake. Quite literally... My favorite episode of the show thus far. Yeah, the the series. The whole series. Yeah, the whole show. Not just the season, the whole show. 
Yeah. This this episode was just so beautifully done. Like, just the right amount of drama. It didn't feel like the jokes were... I don't want to say forced. watered... They didn't feel forced, and they didn't feel like they were watered down for, like, a children's audience. Mm, um, yeah, good point. The and I really hope... Oh, yeah, the songs were amazing. They weren't overproduced this week. It was just so nice. I just really hope that Tim and everyone sees the feedback that this episode got and how much everyone loved this episode. And mm-hmm. they they kind of make a lot of season four in a similar way. Because just the feedback... I have not seen one person that did not enjoy this episode. Yeah. What I found funny about this episode was, like, I personally don't like watching reality TV, but I love reality TV drama, so this was right up my alley. I don't watch reality shows like Real Housewives or stuff. I watch a lot of, like, not a lot, but I watch reality competition shows, but... Like oh, I've yeah, never me watched... too, but that's, that's like, not scripted reality. Eh. Eh. Okay, but not on the level of, like, Real Housewives. I feel like the most reality TV I've watched was Dance Moms, probably. Oh, I didn't watch Dance Moms. Dance Moms and Toddlers and Tiaras. No, I didn't watch either. But, but like, I've never watched any Real Housewives, never watched Jersey Shore, never watched The Kardashians... I watched the Kardashians. I did do that. How are you going to say you don't watch reality television and you watch the Kardashians? I said not not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they're like a reality staple. I said not a lot. Like, I also watched some seasons of The Bachelor. I feel like you don't even have to... Oh, I've, I've never watched The Bachelor. I feel like you don't even have to watch the Kardashians to know... Like, so many quotes from that, because they're so big on TikTok and stuff. Yeah. That people just say, I don't know, like, like I've never seen an episode of the show, and I could sit here and be like, my diamond earring <laughs> fell off in the ocean, and I can't find it. And then, Kim, there's people that are dying. <laughs> like, See, you, d- you know. But yeah, you're right. Like, they're just so memeable. Or like... Do I look fat in this? Just like 20 pounds overweight. <laughs> oh my god, that one always reminds me of the TikTok that Soph and Olivia and uh, Julia oh, did. Oh, and Julia did, yeah. yeah. And Dara was in it too, right? Dara, yeah, I was gonna say Dara was in it too. Yeah, and she was like, kid, you take off my boot? I said my boot, <laughs> not my foot. <laughs> I get random Kardashians videos on my For You page as if I watch the show. I got one the other day about Kendall calling Chloe because Kylie stole her ski pants. She was like, so Kendall went into like the universal or Kylie went into like the universal closet, right? And she took my ski pants. And so I took them back or I took Kylie's ski pants, and then she took them back and told me I can't wear them, and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Chloe calls Kylie, and she was like, Kylie was already mad, and, 
then she said, oh, I know what you're going to say already. And Chloe was like, why won't you let her use your ski pants? And she was like, because they're my ski pants. And Kim's just in the back. And Kim goes, why do you need ski pants? We're in California. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, the one thing I like about the Kardashians is that, like, they remind me of my... There's four of us sisters, and I feel like their dynamic is, like, my my siblings and I. <laughs> Because that sounds like something that happened to my siblings and I. I feel like this show's too long for me to even, like, want to start it no. from the beginning. It's too long, and there's 80 bajillion spinoffs. Yeah, there's no need. So I'll just continue. You've probably seen half of it at this point. <laughs> I'll just continue with the clips that I get on my For yeah. You page. I don't know how we spiraled into the Kardashians. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, a synopsis of this week's episode. (laughs) There is one sentence that's just, like, so long when I was writing this. I was like, this is all still one sentence. Determined to make a juicy docuseries, EJ enlists Carlos to go full reality show guru and stir up drama for the camera, but they take it one step too far when they end up pushing some very real buttons and it starts to threaten the production itself. All one oh, sentence. Wow, run! That's like a runoff. <laughs> so long. Is it too late to put the genie back in the bottle and save the show? The genie. The genie plus. <laughs> the lightning lane. <laughs> not, not Mister Genie Plus. Not Mister Twenty Dollars a Day. No. What's your first note? Just that. I fully appreciate Sophia's mean mugs throughout, not just at the beginning, but just throughout this entire episode. Oh, 100%. Like, well, you, tweet, you tweeted that you want her, what was it? You want her to bully your high school bully? Or, oh, you I want, want her to make your I high school bully cry? I said I want her cry. to make my high school bully cry. I was like, she would make me cry if I was a bully. She is scary. I want her to make my high school bully cry. I want her to make, I also want her to make your high school bully cry. I hate her. Awful person. I just hate that Gina's being passive aggressive about Val. Because as, as I said in the last week's episode, like, I'm so mad that EJ not telling Gina about the letter caused an unnecessary rift between Gina and Val. Because now... All Gina thinks is that Val read the letter. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that EJ is the one that went to her to talk about it. Yeah, she doesn't know the backstory because she's just assuming. No, and she says she's going to talk to EJ about it later. Courtney yeah. looks so freaking good in this episode. I'm obsessed. So the sleigh looks so good. There's, okay, there's this weird, at the very beginning of the episode, there's these weird folds in the top of Josh's shirt that makes it look like he's wearing it backwards. Really? Ooh, I need to go watch. It, it looks like the tag is like, like a tag that's stamped on the shirt instead of like a physical tag. Oh, yeah. And it looks like he's got the shirt on backwards. I know he wouldn't, and I know well, they maybe wouldn't he does. leave it that way, <laughs> but... <laughs> Maybe he realized it later. (laughs) So, basically, Val, EJ, and Carlos have set up the day to be the real campers of Shallow Lake. Because Channing and Corbin want the drama. They want the sass. 
They want the fighting. They want just anything imaginable that's going to bring in the viewers. Yeah, they say that Corbin thinks they're boring and then that Corbin's not there that day because he's scouting Deep Lake Camp in Temecula. (laughs) And Ricky says there's no way that's a real place. I was like, Joshy, you grew up there. Well, not there. You grew up a little, little further from there. No, Liv grew up there. Oh, Liv grew up there. Oh, Josh grew up in Oceanside. Josh is from Oceanside, lives yeah. from Temecula. And then uh, Carlos drops the three Bs. Bombshells, betrayals, and beep Bitch slaps. I was like, <laughs> Disney Plus? The, listen, we needed some more cursing on this show. When's the last time we got that? Natalie Bagley? Yeah. Which was barely natalie in season one wasn't yeah, it one mm-hmm. like not even two nothing in two this is i like when they do things like that because i feel like yes there are high school age and younger people that do watch the show but i feel like the majority of people that watch this show are old enough that, like, a little curse word's not gonna hurt anybody. No, and it's not like it's derogatory, like, horrible curse words. It's kind of like... Like, I use that word every day. Well, and wasn't... In season one, I feel like, in the pilot and stuff, Ricky said, like, what the hell? And didn't well, they say, like... I can't remember like, that far back. I think Ricky said, like, what the hell? And somebody said, like, they were pissed, I think, about something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's like those those are not bad words. No, like, yeah, I don't want a three year old saying that. But is a three year old watching the show? Also, like, they're supposed to be in high school. Yeah. High schoolers curse. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm not saying we need to go like full euphoria. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Not not but until the like, crossover. No, not until the crossover. Like I'm like I'm not saying we need to go to that level, obviously, but just like, like yeah, like what the hell, or just stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's just like a natural thing that comes out of somebody's mouth, especially a high schooler. Mm-hmm. So, we've got the roles. <laughs> for the real campers of Shell, like, we have... Oh, wait, but first, Courtney says something and Jet says, can I be team Courtney on this one? Mm-hmm. And now, she you, you turned... caught this before I caught I this. I caught this. I caught this immediately. Yeah, I did not. And then, because Courtney says something else, and Jet agrees with her again. Mm-hmm. And, and she kind of like, gives him a look. A little. Yeah, yeah, she kind of gives him a little look. And immediately, because, like, guys, we watch every episode together on FaceTime every week as they come out. So, like, we're not physically together watching them, but we watch them together so we can see everybody's reactions. And I immediately was like, does Jet like Courtney? And mm-hmm. Lauren Lauren and Alondra didn't really catch it, but I clocked it so quickly. Because I, yeah, I think it was you, you that were like, I think it was you that was like, what do you mean? And I said, he's just agreeing yeah. with everything she's saying. I did not notice at first. So, and then there were a lot of, like, 
debates on Twitter about um oh their ship like name? their ship name. There was there were so many. There was Court Jet. Jetney is the main one I saw. Jetney. Okay, I don't know who said it. Sounds Brit. It sounds like something a British person would call Hennessy. Um, <laughs> like why is it kind of? It sounds right? like Chutney to me. Like Chutney. Chutney. Like legally blonde. From legally blonde. <laughs> Yeah. Also the food, but also legally blonde. No, I tweeted the other day and I was like, I'm dead that you guys like the people that were saying um corjet. Mm-hmm. Because a courgette is a zucchini, like in England. Like that's what they call a zucchini like an aubergine. Like Yeah. Like eggplant. Oh, oh. Aubergine, yeah, is an eggplant, and they call a zucchini a courgette. So, like, anytime I read courgette, <laughs> it was just like a zucchini. <laughs> zucchini. No, that's why I quote tweeted. I was like, "What's the problem with courgette? Like, where did the tea go?" Yeah, courgette is dip? better than courgette. Yeah, courge cor- courgette sounds like you're trying to say like Corvette, and you just <laughs> said it wrong. <laughs> Yeah, you said it wrong. <laughs> no. It's like, doesn't he drive like a like a courgette? <laughs> That's me. It's like, oh, you like cars? I'm like, yeah, the Pixar cars, the movie. <laughs> yeah, Lightning McQueen. I love him. I love Lightning McQueen. I love like when you get old enough to understand innuendos in Pixar movies and children's movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you're an adult watching Cars and you realize that lightning literally gets flashed. Yep. By the twins. By the twins. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you're a kid, you don't think anything of that. And then you watch it as an adult and they literally flash him with their lights. But obviously... Quite literally. Uh, literally flash him with the light. I'm like, we don't think about this when you're a child but no like there was something in Finding Nemo that I was watching today that I missed I or even know. like the little innuendo with Anna when she tells Kristoff she likes him better in leather it's like kids that's just gonna fly over a kid's head oh when they talk about shoe size oh yeah and she says shoe size doesn't matter. <laughs> and I'm like, Bye. y'all threw this in a Disney movie? <laughs> Not even Disney Plus. That's a Disney Disney. No, that's a Disney child's movie. Okay, back to the roles. We've got <laughs> the judgy one, Courtney. The jilted ex, Ricky. The crier, Maddox. The one here for the wrong reasons, EJ. The one with the dark past is Ashlyn. And then we get that callback to season one when he gives her the role and she says, I'm dying. Because God knows that was in like every trailer before season one came out where she says, I'm dying, I'm deceased, yes. That's like she made me say that constantly after that season. The one with the catchphrase, Gina, and her catchphrase is, don't get me started. When she looked at EJ and she said, and you really shouldn't. I was like, yeah, oh. like 
<laughs> I was like, oh, we're already getting yeah, into Yeah, we're it. in it. Um, the shrink is Val. The instigator is Carlos. And the bad boy is Jet. We had to... Okay, okay. We finished this episode on FaceTime the other day, and I said Ashlyn didn't completely annoy me this episode. But she did make this one dig when yeah. Gina says, like, I'm really not good. We've already established that I'm not good at improv or whatever. And Ashlyn's like, yeah, she's horrible. Why would you have to say no that? Hesi- no hesitation, too. No. Why would you have to say that? Like, she literally just said, yeah, I'm not good. You don't have to twist the knife a little bit. Like, no. It was just unnecessary. Aside from that, she didn't completely annoy me this episode. She was no. all right. Yeah. But I'm- that was unnecessary. <laughs> and we and have then we four get the goals. four goals. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You say the four goals. And then we get the four goals that are on Carlos's uh, whiteboard. It's to cry, someone to cry, slap, throw a drink, and someone getting caught on a hot mic. Us doing that makes me laugh because we asked you guys which ones of these roles Lauren and I would be. And who was it? Someone said that we would both be the one with the catchphrase. And our catchphrase is just, no, you go. Oh, I forgot who it was. Wait. It was in our, it was in our, like, story. Oh, I forgot who it was. But they were so accurate. (laughs) We also had one person say, I would be the crier and you would be the shrink. And one person said, you'd be the crier and I'd be the shrink. Yeah. Which, which I think it'd be the first. I think I'd be the crier. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Because you don't have emotion. Exactly. Someone also said you would be the judgy one and I would be the shrink. That, no, it was the judgy one, not the crier. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. No, but someone said you were the crier too, though. Like, okay, so I kept, I kept Destiny, Destiny said I would be the crier, you would be the shrink. Mm. Liz Gomez is the one that said we would both be the one yes. with the catchphrase, no Liz. you go. Lit, I knew uh, it was an OG. And then, and then Portwell's sweatshirt said you would be the shrink, I would be the judgy one. Yeah. I feel like I that I don't think I'm accurate. judgy. No, no, no. I think Destiny's is the most accurate. Oh, oh no. Destiny's yeah, is yeah. accurate. I'd, I'd be the crier. And no, but, but I think you're, like, judgy in a good way. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> that makes me so stressed. No, you know you shouldn't be stressed. <laughs> I feel like I'm so mean now. Actually, I think if anything, I would be the judge one because sometimes, like, I could be a bitch. Low key. <laughs> oh, you're not supposed to agree that fast. I. <laughs> no, I was saying low key. Alondra would take the title oh, of the judgy one. If Alondra so is this, there's no way any of us but her is the judge. <laughs> Alondra would immediately be like, "Yeah, that one's me." Absolutely. If anything, her, no, I, or I th- she's the instigator. I still feel like the judgy one her, fits more. her more. Yeah. I feel like she she says things like that she wants to say in terms of being the instigator, but she never actually like follows through with it. That's Most true. of the time. 
So Alondra could be judgy, and then her cousin is the instigator. Yeah, her instigator cousin, Carlos. Yeah. I feel like I would either be the crier, or... I feel like I'm equally the crier and the shrink. Yeah. I... I... I, My problem with crying, and like... (laughs) I don't know, astrology people. Read me like a book. I don't care. Uh, my problem with crying is I keep a lot of things bottled up. She and does. then, because um, I try to, I don't want to say I try to see the best in people, because I see when people are being crappy. But No, but you're so I, nice. But I try to communicate with people, even if they don't necessarily deserve my communication in that moment in time. And when they, uh, to put matters into a short amount of words, I let people walk all over me far more than I should. And so that's why I end up crying, because I realize after months that that's what's been happening. Yes. (laughs) And And I can attest to that. (laughs) That's why I cry. But I'm working on it. <laughs> and and see, as Ivy stated earlier, I have no emotions. And I only cry at fictional things and not at real life things, which is not the best not the best outcome. <laughs> but it's nice when I'm having a breakdown and Oh yeah. You help to snap me out of it. Yeah, I'm good at that. And I, and I don't say that like Lauren said earlier, like, she is a bitch sometimes. <laughs> I don't mean that. I mean, like, Lauren and Alondra are both really good at kind of, like, diverting my mind from the situation when yeah. I am upset. Yeah. Like, that's a good way of putting it. Because I get upset. I don't want to say I get upset easy. Like, I don't cry, like, 24-7. Like, I feel like... Okay, but I do be getting Snapchats from you (laughs) with tears streaming down your face. Yeah, but the majority of it is, like you said, it's like a lot of it is TV. That's true, Like, I'm watching, like, movies and stuff. But, like, real-life situations, I don't cry, like, 24-7. I'm making this sound like I'm such an emotional person, and I'm really not. But, no, Lauren and Alondra are just really good at, like, having me focus on something else and calming me down. But I'm also the shrink in the sense that, like, I tend to be the voice of reason for a lot of my friends. For sure. I think I'm I'm definitely Maddox in this, but Maddox being assigned as a crier, because that's exactly how I would be if I was, if I had to, like, Just over fake the beat. top. Yeah, because I don't know how to freaking make myself cry. No, neither do I. So... We've got Carlos explaining to EJ and Ricky their roles and what happened. And we've got Ricky fully saying, oh, you mean EJ stole Gina from me? And that just... Oh, wow. And then EJ turns it around. EJ turns it around, and then Ricky just literally slaps him in the face. Okay, yeah, because, guys, we at first were... We weren't sure if he really did or they did like the fake slap choreography they were doing but you can see ej's hand like come up like he actually like ricky actually slapped him so he clearly did well i just like 
I feel like I was responding to where Ricky said, did I do it right? And EJ was like, yeah, it was pretty convincing. And I feel like it took my mind a couple times to be like, he like, did he like actually slap him? Because Ricky said, I can do it again. <laughs> I like when Ricky says, I can hit him for real. And then he like, yeah, goes like this. <laughs> <and> EJ flinches. <laughs> I'm like, EJ, why are you flinching over this boy that is so much scrawnier than you? And then Carlos tells Maddox and Ash that their role is to be both be in love with Jet. Ashlyn drew herself on her script. Oh, on her script, Did yeah. you see that? I did. I saw that. I was also trying to read what Court's, because Court wrote stuff on the top of her script, and I couldn't read it, so I need to zoom in more. Maybe it was her name and Elsa because Ashlyn wrote like Ashlyn wrote Ashlyn Moon and then in the corner it said ensemble. Oh no, but it was like it was like a phrase or something because Gina has oh. just Gina highlighted. I saw, but yeah. I need to. I'll zoom in on courts and report back. And then yeah, so Ashlyn and Maddox are both supposed to be in love with Jet, and Jet is supposed to have the hots for Courtney. Then we get a little, little second of him taking a little looky-loo over a court. And then we get the number, a little bit of you. A little bit of me, a part that loves to dream. A part that swings from a tree, a little like me, a little like you. A part that's nice, a part that's naughty too. A loyal friend who is there no matter what, no matter what. what. Ground belly and a big but he'll love warm hugs in the bright sunlight and he'll really love the summer with Alex and Emmy. The sleigh. It's so cute. Just I like their little chest. Yeah. The little Ashlyn and Maddox moment in this is really oh, cute. cute. Of them like laughing together. And we find out at the end of this when Carlos is being all dramatic. That Carlos did not tell the kids about all of them overplaying everything today. So the these kids... These poor children. <laughs> these poor kids think they just messed everything up. And then this is when Maddox is being over the top, starts to cry, and Ashlyn's just kind of telling her, like, no, like, stop. Not right now. She's like, you know what? No, no, no. <laughs> like, this is not the time. Not the time for Maddox to be crying, but Gina and Court are acting oh i love this performers <laughs> we get a fake and fight and a water throw channing's reaction kills me his jaw on the floor when that water hit courtney <laughs> i was like at least she knew not to hit courtney's hair because if that style was messed up i would be so mad i'd be so sad it looks so good EJ's, like, flexing to the yeah. camera and, like, talking about himself. And Courtney comes out and literally just is like, oh, yeah, as a cis man, your life is so hard and blah, blah, blah. And then Channing just, like, completely just goes over his head. Yeah. Misses the whole point. I wrote it down because it was so funny. She says she calls him a cis straight dude with a paper thin resume. Like, that's so me. <laughs> but it's true. Like, has it's this true. man ever, has he ever had a job? Nar. I doubt it. 
And then, okay, Kenna pointed this out. EJ calls for them to the Anna Christoph Hahn scene, and it's on page 24. But this is, like, way later in the script. There's no way that this is on page 24 of the script. Well, that's when... I don't know how long scripts are, but it sounded like it was when Hans and Anna were meeting. No, it because Kristoff's there too. Isn't it later? Kristoff said, I don't know the musical, but the dialogue that like Jet was saying. I feel like it should be in like the 50s. I don't know. The dialogue that Jet was saying sounded like it was when Hans and Anna were meeting for the first time. But like, I don't know if Kristoff is there. When that happens or not. I've never seen the musical. I don't know. I need to rewatch a slime tutorial now. But I swear it. Like, I feel like it's way too soon for it to be 24. But then we get Jet's deep voice, which I hate. <laughs> I hate it. And Maddox's shriek in the... <laughs> it's so funny when Carlos just says, you should be hysterical right now. And she kind of looks mad for a second. And then next thing, she just turns around and <laughs> you hear her go, ah! <laughs> That was good. <laughs> it kills me. And she's like, it's so hard to watch. And then she like pauses for a second. She's like, my man. <laughs> that reminded me because we did, um, in high school, we did the wedding singer. And the main guy was dating this girl who was on crew and every time he had to kiss Julia in the in the wedding singer she would literally be like screech silently screeching and crying not like full-on crying but like in pain on the side because she's he's kissing someone else and I'm like girl this is acting like you knew your boyfriend is an actor you can't be acting like this every single night we're putting on this show but they got That's married, so. Happy what? ending. <laughs> well, that she took was a just, turn. Yeah, she was just going through it in, uh, in high school. But that's what it reminded me of, because she was basically acting like Maddox in the sidelines. She, she was just a little insecure. It's okay. <laughs> we, we got through it. We got through it. Um, she got the ring. So we're backstage. Ricky and Gina are backstage. And then we get, like... Just behind Ricky and Gina, just see you use the fork once. There's just, there's literally just a just a giant fork hanging in the background. Um, every time that song, every time I see that fork, you use the fork, fork once. Nene in her fork costume. <laughs> you used that fork pick of her. <laughs> um. Carlos tells Gina basically that she just needs to make EJ jealous. And EJ comes out in the freaking Sven costume. Oh man. The when I first saw when it came out on Twitter <laughs> of that just one pic of him standing there. I I lost it. <laughs> they keep doing this to him. <laughs> like first the Gaston eyebrows and then this. The Robbie Rotten eyebrows. Okay, but when he's in the Sven costume and it, like, covers his face, or covers his hair, he looks like a baby. He looks so young. He has a baby face. It's just the 
matter of his hair and how tall he is. Yeah. But when everything else is hidden and you're strictly looking at his face, he doesn't look that old. That's true. It's just a matter of the body attached to the face that makes him look older. True that, true that. And it's just, like, we were talking about this the other day about how, like, we forget Josh is tall because he's next to Matt, who's taller. Because we were talking about how it's the whole, like, Jared Jensen effect. Mm Mm-hmm. Of how everybody forgets Jensen's tall because he's next to Jared all the time. Yep. Which, I mean, obviously Jared Padalecki's far taller than Matt Cornette, but Matt Cornette's like, what, like 6'1 or something? Josh is like 6 feet, 5'11, something like that. So, like, Josh is tall. You just don't think about how tall he is in comparison. And, well, and when Josh is next to, like, Sophia, who's also tall. Mm Mm-hmm. You forget. Yeah. But then we get Whew. Su- supposedly half energy. This was full energy, 100%. <clears throat> what do you know about love? Okay, you frighten me. Some people know their hearts the minute true love starts. Some people read a lot of books. I like books. Some people simply know when true love says hello. Some folks are taken in by princely looks. So oh, what do you know about love? What do you know about love? All I'm saying is when you go to climb a mountain, you don't just jump to the top. If it's true love, no, you can. Uh, <laughs> the silence, the speechlessness. Like, 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 where do we start? Like, I knew it was going to be good, but it's like, yeah, it exceeded any expectations. Yeah, because I like already I love this. Sh- this I love this number from the musical and then seeing obviously our favorite pairing do it. And then w- my whole thing with this was the eyes. The eyes got me throughout this whole number. I just love that it wasn't overproduced. I think this is a good example of what we were saying last week in a sense that, like, there is production, and you can tell that it's different from the Broadway version, but it's not beep-boop-bop rave in the background. No. It's not a... What, what it was... It's not the... Oh my god, I'm blanking on what the song is called. Oh, the mob song? The mob song, yeah. It's <laughs> we do my favorite part that you do. Oh, my God. The, the Antoine? <laughs> yeah, the Antoine. And let him wand out free. <laughs> Guys, every time. I mean, does that to me like once a day on FaceTime, and I, I die every time. <laughs> well, we have <laughs> We let him wand out free. You need to Why make... Does- you have to make... I take talk of that when we're in Epcot in France. <laughs> like, you have to. But not... N- now, I know before I said you have to use his audio, but you need to use your own now. <laughs> no, guys, like, why does he say it like... <laughs> not the dubstep. God, the dubstep. <laughs> Here it is. Stalking us at night, such a sacrifice our children to his monstrous appetite. It'll wreak havoc on our village if we let him wander free. 
<laughs> he said, I will thing. remind y'all that I'm a French exchange student. I am French. <laughs> oh, my God. Croissant. <laughs> okay, when Josh says princely looks, that's like my favorite line that he delivers during the song. They're pinning each other up against a wall. She's Josh throwing is- him like a rag doll. She's throwing him around like a rag doll. Josh is spinny spinning down a pole. Like we get the call back the to uh, Troy during um when he's on the ladder. The one Destiny posted from HSM3. Oh, the way the way the- I yelled. I just like the harmonies at the very end. The dip when Oh, the dip. Like, shut up. No, the harmony at the end when Josh goes low with the, like, What do you know about love? I know. I'm not even going to attempt it right now. No, no, not me. I like I can't I can't think of it in my head just like alone. I feel like I have to have the song in the background to yeah think about it. So you will not hear me attempt that again. Um, (laughs) That was absolutely horrendous. I'm so sorry to everyone listening to this right now. Better than Um, me. No one ever wants to hear me sing. I'm that's a fact. I'm not gonna say anything. Damn, not not even a defend. <laughs> no words, no words. Um, you say it about yourself all the time. Yeah, okay, because it's true and you know it. <laughs> no, hold on. What do you know about love? That, that, love. That, that, see, I can do it that was after like, I hear it. Yeah. That was after good. I hear it. After I yeah. hear it, I can recreate it. You tell me to do that off the top of the dome, I sound like Kermit the Frog. Um, just <laughs> not Sir Kermit. <laughs> Miss Piggy. Uh, <laughs> God. We have to go can see the Muppets again, Kermit? by the way. We should have we should have a version of Kermit and Miss Piggy singing What Do You Know About Love? I would have to agree. How would how would Kermit do that? Hold on, let me get into. Let me get, get into the green. Get into get green. into character. Get into get into character. <clears throat> um, I'm try- I'm trying to like think of a line. Um, climbing on the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys saw the way she just did that. You like stuck your neck out. <laughs> like you you really embodied Kermit right there. <laughs> you just go to the top. No, oh, she's still going, guys. I guess she's still going. <laughs> Okay, but you know I'll like. (laughs) 
Okay, do Miss Piggy. Do Miss Piggy now. <laughs> I can't think of how Miss Piggy sings. Me neither. Like she, I can't. She I can't just like hear. moves moves her head around the lot. And she'd be like, "Have one friend who's not a deer." <laughs> With her wig. <laughs> With her wig popping. <laughs> Miss Piggy would say, and what do you know about love? <laughs> oh my god. How did, wait, how did Kermit even come up in the first place? Truly. <laughs> Who brought it up? Was it me or you? statistics on our listens and we oh. have like 3,000 <laughs> we have like 3,000 plays on our first episode and then it jumps down to like 1,600 like 1500. episode 2 yeah. <laughs> as it should be because that quality we say it all the time but if you stuck around after that ooh. I, I literally don't blame anyone that heard that first no. episode. It was like, no, I'm not listening to this. I have not listened to it since because I refused no, to. No, <laughs> neither have I. Okay. <laughs> okay, one final word about what do you know about love? I'm just saying that I would have simply folded if I was on that set filming that with someone. Because... Oh, 100%. The eye contact from both of them? Like, I don't even care who I would be filming with. Either I one don't of them. Know, I don't know how actors don't just fall in love. For real. Like... I'd be down actors have the Actors have the biggest willpower I've ever seen. Because I would immediately fall in love with someone. I'm literally Debbie Lovato song lightweight. That is me. And it's not a good thing. And it just makes me think about how Josh said, like, way before, way before, that, like, filming with Sophia Wiley is, like, magical. Yeah. And so I'm just imagining the, like, amazing time they had filming this. Oh, also, side note, did you see Dan's post about Sophia? The photo yes. he took of her against... I was... And then his words about her... Uh, you guys, go to Dan's Twitter if you didn't see that because he captured her aura perfectly. It's so cute. We have <coughs> Ashlyn just straight up airing Ricky's dirty laundry to Val. To Val. <laughs> I was like, damn, Ash. And, and she says, when Carlos reminds her to be the one with the dark past, she says she brings up losing her unborn twin in prison during a recession. And I was like, okay, this is the, this is the ash I miss. Like, that made me laugh. That was, and Val's reaction when she goes, how are you so strong? <laughs> <laughs> that oh, killed me. And Val's just reading Ricky like a book. Yeah, Val is hitting hard. EJ goes up to Gina and is like, 
Are you mad at me? What do you think? What? Read the room, sir. Literally, what do you think? And then she's like, yeah, we're having, it just feels like we're having two totally different summers, which y'all are. Channing says he underestimated them, and they're for sure going to keep staying with them for the documentary. We get Ricky and Gina talking outside on the banister. This is shot straight out of a rom-com. Straight out of a rom-com. So adorable. And I literally quote tweeted it the other day. I said, straight out of a rom-com where they're neighbors and she finally went on a date with the guy that she's been crushing on for so long and it went horribly and he comes over to talk to her about it. And then somebody quote tweeted me and they said, go off the duff and I said you don't have to call me out like this <laughs> oh that's a direct call out to you <laughs> um yeah no, Gina's just confiding in Ricky unreal. and then we get this is payback that's payback. what that is is payback payback because if Gina had to hear Ricky talk about his relationship struggles with Nini he can sit there and listen to hers with EJ and then we get... And he's... I hope he's realizing mentally, like, how sucky that was for him to do that to her. Yeah. Because Especially finding out... Especially us finding out afterward that Gina had told him she likes him. And then he was still asking her for relationship advice. Look at the growth, uh, though. We appreciate the growth of Richard. Oh, 100%. But I'm saying, like, I hope he's realizing in this moment, like, God, this is what I was doing, and it feels really crappy. And I also appreciated the Rena cue. Twitter blew up as soon as those notes started playing. Of course. Of course they did. When then the and Ricky says, Ricky says it's hard not to say how you feel. I'm just saying, like... Ship who you ship, whatever, but we are well beyond the point that, like, whether or not you ship Rena, mm-hmm. you can't deny the chemistry that is literally being thrown in your face. Yeah. Like, if you want them together, if you don't want them together, that's on you. That's your opinion. But you can't act as if... There's nothing. They're not flirting with each other. Yeah, like, there's nothing going on. Because it's there. Whether you want to see it or not. So they go to take their group photo, and Gina straight up calls out EJ in front of everyone. Oof. Also, okay, wait. why does... E- <laughs> go. You, were you going to say, why does EJ ask Ricky? I was going to say, why does EJ know the year that St. Louis hosted the World's Fair off of the oh. top of his head? <laughs> I was going to say, I like how when EJ asks Ricky what, like, if Gina's mad at him, Ricky doesn't spill. Because he's, that's not his place. It's not his business. Yeah. Also, like, why should Ricky have to help you with your relationship? The same way that in season two, when Ricky was confiding in Gina for relationship advice with Nini, why should Gina have to... Help, help you out. with your relationship. Yeah. It's your relationship. You should have to work things out together. But if EJ's not reciprocating the attention to their relationship and the necessity for communication that Gina has, 
That's on him. Yeah, it's not on Ricky. No. The way Ricky is all smiley after Gina says, do not get me started to EJ, killed me. I was dead. We have Courtney is just like super stressed out and she gets really triggered when Carlos tells her that being this anxious all the time is not good for her face. And this is when we see that she really confides in Gina because Mm -hmm. Carlos said the word anxious and she confides in Gina and she's like, did you tell them about my mom? Like, and Gina's like, no. So I want to know, and I talked about this in the Twitter space the other night. I want to know if Court is eventually going to confide in the rest of them and kind of explain her anxiety to at least Carlos. Yeah. Because she and Carlos are fairly close. Yeah. Or if it's just going to kind of continue to be a thing that she and Gina bond over and Gina helps her through, if not even Gina and Val, because we can tell after this happens that Val like, tries to divert the conversation really quickly because she can see that Courtney is uncomfortable by the fact that the word anxious was used. So I want to know if either Courtney's just kind of going to, like, come out and tell everybody, like, hey, this is something I've been struggling with, or if if she's going to kind of maybe sit down and have a conversation with Val about it. I would, that'd be nice. I mean, obviously, I would like her to confide in others, but not till she's ready, not till she's comfortable. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I don't want her to have to come out and talk to people about it, but... Yeah, and, and then everything again, everything else is exploding at this point. Yeah, everything else comes out, and this is when Gina, again, like, calls out Val, and Val just takes it, and it makes me so sad when Gina's like, in my experience with Val, she just likes to read letters that aren't meant for her, and Val literally just, like, stands there and takes it. She... Doesn't throw EJ under the bus, which, like, she very yeah. much could do. Yeah. She, it, Val could easily say, hey, I didn't read the letter. Your boyfriend came to me to talk about it. But she just stands there and takes it. Um, I love Val. And then Jet and Maddox just get in, like, a uber big fight in front of everybody. We find out Jet got expelled from school. And outed Maddox and her texts with Madison to their mom and dad. Yeah. And while all this is happening, the fact that their siblings comes out. Mm-hmm. Which I still want to know the reasoning behind why they weren't telling I anyone. was just going to say that. Like, like what the whole... I, I, I understand if they don't like each other. Like, I understand yeah. if Maddox is upset with him, but just to... Make it a point to not tell anyone, especially when throughout this whole episode, Carlos was trying to make it like Maddox had a crush on Jet. Like, what was the yeah. point in not just being like, no, I don't. That's my brother. And then they both storm out and EJ gets the mic and is trying to explain himself. And Gina's just like, why didn't you just tell me? Which is exactly what we've been saying. And it just like... I don't know. I don't, it's, and then EJ tells Gina that he's not leaving Salt Lake without a fight, which is A, dramatic, B, like, okay, you're taking a gap year in Salt Lake to do what? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I understand school's not for everybody. Like, I'm not like, you have to go to college 
But yeah, he doesn't have a job. Like, other than staying in Salt Lake for your girlfriend, like, quite literally, what is the point in the gap year? True. Because he doesn't have plans to do anything else. I feel like usually when people take a gap year because they're either, like, A, not ready for school or, like, whatever, they usually have have a plan. Like, yeah, I was going to say, they usually have a plan of what they're going to do within that gap year. But he's literally just kind of playing this by ear so he can, like, be with Gina. It's called privilege. And, like, yeah, I was like, okay, what are you going to do with that gap year while your girlfriend's in high school? Like, you're going to chill in the house from 8 o'clock to 3, like, waiting for her to get out of school. Just, like, the whole plan's just kind of flawed. Agreed. And then we get the worst part of the episode. Oh. Well, we get Val in the background saying, can I be Team Gina on this? Yes. And so, even after the whole episode, like, Gina being very passive-aggressive about the whole situation, because, as we said before, like, Val never threw EJ under the bus, like, she Mm -hmm. could have. Val is still supporting Gina, and is like, hey, you went about this situation wrong. Yeah. And I I understand why Gina's upset. Yeah, because EJ literally pulled her into this without warning. Literally put her in an awful position and then made Gina have this, like, negative connotation of her. Yeah. Ricky delivering the line, guys, Jet and Maddox are siblings. I laugh every single time. It was it. it was so good. It's like, I don't and know what also- it is about how Josh says it. And his the eye me. twitch he has when he says it, <laughs> that's what that's what sent me. Um, but I was saying that the worst part of this episode is learning that EJ's real name is Elton John. Yeah, who made the D23 article? And, like, why? And why he did you say Eric He's been calling that James? man Eric for weeks. For weeks. <laughs> well, especially because when episode one came out and Maddox said rocket man, like it made like a lot of people were like, is his name Elton John? Blah, blah, blah. And it made so much sense. Cause we were like, okay, rocket man. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And then it said Eric James. And we were like, okay, maybe rocket man's just cause his initials are still EJ okay. or, and then we find out Jimmy. that it actually is rocket man. Yeah. So like what? But then Gina says, Maybe you're just being an old version of yourself, or it's just the real EJ of Shallow Lake. And I'm thinking, if Gina can get called Gina 1.0 80 billion times, she has every right to look at him and be like, you know, everybody was calling me out saying that I was being a brat and this old version of myself, and you're doing the exact same thing, and no one else is getting on you for it. Yep. Because he is reverting back to that. He is. She had every right to call him out. And then poor Alex and Emmy want to quit. I know. I'm like, don't quit. Please. I love how they have court go talk to them. I love how she says, we want to do something a little less, what is it, like cutthroat or something? Like Olympic level speed skating? (laughs) Guys. (laughs) Theater kids aren't that bad. (laughs) Jet is telling Ricky that he feels really bad about how he treated Maddox in the past. As he should. Ricky's like, maybe you should just go sing about it. That's what theater kids do. 
And Carlos comes, and Ricky explains to Carlos that he wasn't necessarily acting the whole time when he was acting like he liked Gina. No way. (gasps) Shock. And then Sir Channing shows up in the bushes, lurking. Catches him on the hot mic. Okay, wait. So do you think Carlos set him up or no? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Like, yeah, Carlos has the potential to do that, but I also feel like they are too good of friends. I feel like if there was anything that was going to get caught on a hot mic, they would have... Like, everything else that was being recorded was uber-exaggerated. I feel like they would have had, like, Maddox get caught talking... Or, like, Ashlyn get caught talking about how she likes Jet. Or, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just, yeah, like, yeah. one of, like, like like one of the were fake situations. Yeah. yeah. Like, one of the fake situations get caught. But I don't think he planned for, like, an actual, like, heart-to-heart conversation I to agree. be recorded. I agree. And then Jet has um, a Mitchy moment and sings Right Place. holder is branded is it i didn't notice that even their lemonade holder has in the camp shallow lake on it in the canteen yeah yeah the canteen i keep forgetting what that place is called the casting department went crazy no because especially in the photo that adrian posted on his instagram of them are you joking? Those children are their clones. Yeah. Someone even asked, like, is it their siblings? And it's not. That's literally insane. I love when they're next to him on the piano during the song. Mm-hmm. I, was, this, I whole, this song is amazing. Like, the whole song. Like, and again, it's not overproduced, which yeah. is like, there is production in the background on top of Adrian and the piano, but it's not. It's not dubstep. I'm thinking of, like, Granted. Oh, yeah, In yeah, season yeah. two. Like, it I was a good song. song. It was a good song, but it didn't sound like an Olivia or a Nini song because of the production that they put over top of it. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But this, I feel like this was, like, the perfect mixture of the two. Like, I liked the production on this as a ballad. Mm-hmm. More than the production that they put on Rising as a ballad. Yes, exactly. Me too. I don't know if it was you that said it after we watched it, but we were talking about how this was another music video type song that they threw in like the other past episodes, but this one was done well compared to the others. I think it was you that said it. It was done well because it was more of... Like, it told a story. Yeah. It told a story, and it was more of 
what was going on in his head while mm. he was singing mm-hmm. rather than trying to fit the music video type scene to what was being sung in the song. Yes, exactly. Because, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, like balance. Or finally free. Like, yeah. Josh is just singing, like, I'm finally free, finally me, blah, blah, blah. And then he's just, like, dancing on the highway and, like, driving. And so, and it just doesn't, like, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. As to where this was Jet's whole thought process after everything just blew up. Yeah. And Maddox hears him singing and then just walks away. And then uh, we see EJ in yet another piece of Camp Shallow Lake merch, a Letterman jacket. <laughs> for some reason, they make Letterman jackets. Why do they have Letterman <laughs> jackets for this summer camp? I know. And he makes a call and asks them. He says, it's me. How soon can you be here? And then it cuts. EJ is always scheming. I like, I can't take it anymore. He always scheming on the low. I can't. I, I'm, I can't. Y'all did not have as many thoughts this week as I suspected you would have. I know. It was a, it was a shorter doc. It was a shorter doc than usual. I was surprised. But I still do want to say after the episode is, oh, like, like we said, this is my favorite episode they've ever done of this show. Yeah. It's this, and I like the final... Well, the final of season one, just because of High School Musical. Season one finale, this, the quinceanera was really good. Thanksgiving was a really good mm. one. Oh, yeah, I like that one, too. But this one definitely of season two and three. Oh, yeah, this one all, like, overall just my favorite. Like, I think... It had three songs in it, but it didn't feel like it took away from the rest of the episode. It didn't feel like everything else was packed. It also felt like a really long episode, but it wasn't ill-paced. Like, I felt that it was well-paced. No. Right? Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's get into it. Nell said, Hi, Lauren and Ivy. I've been listening to your podcast since the start of season three, and I love the episodes so much. Y'all are my comfort podcast. Nice to know there are other 20-somethings watching the show, too. Keep doing what you do. I really appreciate and enjoy the episodes. Thank you. Thank you, Nell. We appreciate that more than we could ever tell you guys. I love, like, more and more people in their 20s that message us, and they're like, it's so nice to see that other people my age like this show. Yeah, especially when they're just finding us now. Like, I love it. And, like, we've discussed it so many times on the podcast before that just, like, I know it is technically a children's show, but, like, we all grew up with High School Musical, so this show is nostalgic for us. And, yeah... And Shelly said, hi, I just started listening to the podcast a couple weeks ago, and I already love you. You guys are so funny, but episode five was definitely for 2019 Rena's. Mm-hmm. If you showed me Ricky and Gina's duet back then, I would have passed out. And Ricky finally admitting his feelings for Gina was insane. It had me thinking if Tim will make Rena fall into the secret dating trope in season four, which I think would be amazing oh. if done right. Lastly, when Ricky slapped EJ, I laughed so hard. I know he wanted to do that for a while. LOL. Secret relationship trope. That'd be interesting. 
I feel like they uh, there's potential feel, for them doing that, but I'm not sure. I feel, I feel like they couldn't hide it. That's okay, true because <laughs> like, they were not hiding it in point, that number. I was gonna say <laughs> at this point it's a little too obvious. I don't think y'all can hide it. Art said, "Hello there, Ivy and Lauren. Courtney, the judgy one. What seems like Carlos is being judgy. Not gonna lie." Also, Ashlyn with the dark past thought that was going to be Jet. Also, the I'm dying. I also assumed that was going to be Jet. To be Jet, me too. Also, I'm dying. Way to bring back the weird writing of season one. Gina not knowing how to improv. Ashlyn rudely backing her up on that. The catchphrase. And immediately improving. What? Also, is it just me or is Ashlyn kind of out of character this season? Maybe you've mentioned it. Still listening to season two of the pod. Definitely. We've... She is. We've definitely been saying that. And Finn Jackson said, I'm so happy this episode exists. Quite literally was the best of the entire show, in my opinion. My arena heart is so happy, but I'm scared for Ricky getting caught about what he said to Carlos. Do you think, like, like, what do you think the repercussions of that are going to be? Do you think they're going to find out now or when the, when the doc airs? Do you think Channing will try to make drama of it and, like, tell EJ? Oh, yeah. If I, yeah, it'll be chanting. Like how producers on reality television kind of, like, make the drama more heightened. Do you think yeah. Chan- Channing will kind of do, like, a confessional with EJ and be like, so how do you feel about yes. your, oh, your, your yeah. girlfriend and Ricky getting pretty close in their role or something? Yeah. Ooh, that'll be so good. Bryce Euphoria said, whether you're a arena or a portwell, shudder. You can't deny that what do you know about love was something special. Me personally taking out bias because of course I'm arena. I think it's in my top three songs in the show's history, but I can't decide when there's so many good ones. No, this is so true because like, like I saw someone tweet the other day and they were like, I'm arena until I die, but I can't deny that this was a good song. And it was just for a moment. Oh, I mean, I still like, love that song. <laughs> no, like, you can eliminate yourself from the bias yeah, of, like, a ship from and the who ships. you ship yeah. just for the music. Exactly. Like, like we're not Reenies, but yeah, I love Just For A Moment. Me too. I, like, I that song is still in my playlist, because I love that song. Did but, we ever tell you guys we almost named our podcast... Truth, Truth, justice, and podcasts in our key. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't name it. <laughs> no, but it was so long. And we, because we were doing our best to fit it into like any it of the songs the in season one. But we, yeah. we y'all, we were struggling it, it's when hard. we were trying to cut it. There were not good songs to, to put it, to, to put the word podcast in. No. <laughs> But, but we're not a, we're not a Rini pod. Cause well, cause we even initially said podcast for a moment. Yes, that was on our list, and then ended up switching to just for a podcast. Yeah, which definitely fit the best out of all of our choices because we had some... out of all the suggestions that we had. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just like. Like, even eliminating yourself from the bias of whatever you ship, like, you can still appreciate the music that is there. Yeah. Easy. Because, like, What Do You Know About Love and Just For A Moment are still two of my favorites. Yeah, for sure. Throughout all the seasons. 
I can't say enough just how amazing Rena is, so I won't this time because we all know it. Carlos is the funniest character. He had me cackling. <laughs> Not enough people are talking about the bleep slap line that actually had me in tears. My favorite thing about this episode is Gina 1.0. She was released this week with all the sassy remarks to EJ. Once again, I died at almost all of them. Or throwing the drink at court like in Homecoming. She's just the best, you guys. She has my whole heart. <laughs> Love the pod, and until next week. She is the best. She is. Sarah said, okay, so I'm glad that Gina was mad at EJ about the letter, but I hate the fact that she was also mad at Val. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, why did EJ have to ruin a beginning of a great friendship? Arya and Liamani yes. killed a little bit of you. Their voices are so good. What do you know about love is the best performance of the show. You cannot tell me otherwise. But Rena in this episode, Not oh my denying. God. Nope. It was amazing. Soph and Josh killed that. And their chemistry and the choreography for that song was insane. And when the song ends and Rena just keeps staring at each other, it feels like they're the only two people in the room. The whole performance was so flirty. I'm so glad Gina finally realized that she and EJ are having completely different summers. I don't think Portwell is able to solve their problems, and Gina is realizing they're not going to last after the summer. I think they're going to break up in the next episode or in seven. Honestly, I'm not even sad about it. EJ saying Gina's in love with him. Like, when has she ever said that? She loves him. EJ, I think you're getting ahead of yourself. EJ's- do you think next... Do you think the next episode's gonna lead to the Portwell breakup with, um... Ricky and Gina being on the same Color Wars team? I think it's either gonna be six or seven. Like, seven at the latest. I feel like them being on the same Color Wars team is gonna make EJ even more mad. I'm ready. Sarah also said, EJ's name is Elton John, not Eric James. We were fooled by D23. Speaking of EJ, speaking of EJ, why does he have to keep bringing up the damn woods? Like, Ricky asked you to come with him and you said no. It's not like Ricky and Gina went there behind your back. Like, knock it off already. When Ricky said, I guess it's really just hard to just not say what you feel you know like yeah she knows and then the rena cue starts playing in the background i'm so dead also the way he looks at her after he said it like i'm gone i love the fact that ricky is putting his heart and soul to this musical because he knows how much it means to gina it's so sweet after two seasons we finally got ricky confessing his feelings for gina thank you i'm so glad it was carlos that ricky told about it I love their friendship. Carlos saying, oh no, I said bro, and now you're going to reveal something was so accurate. His lines are really (laughs) funny this season. But not Channing getting Ricky's confession on camera. He's screwed. I think Ricky's going to try to get Channing to delete that confession, but he'll say no, and Ricky's going to freak out about it. Rena's in their rom-com era. I love to see it. Also, Court's hair was amazing this episode. It was so sweet when Court talked with Alex and Emmy. I think EJ called Miss Jen, so we're probably going to see her in the next episode. This was the best episode of the series to date. Everything about it was amazing. Love your podcast. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. We have Sabina on Instagram who said, Emotional damage. This episode was everything. Carly said, This episode convinced me. I'm Arena now. Katie said that too. Katie did. Yeah. Katie did. When we were on live, she said, I'm feeling it. Yeah. And Brianna said, I cannot get what do you know about love out of my head. Their harmony and their chemistry. My jaw was on the floor for the entire song. Bravo. And Anna said, this episode's so good, but it's like, how did Tim make Rena a good ship? Like, I used to want to... 
Wait, like I used to want to smash my face into a wall because of them, but now I need to date. I need them to date. <laughs> I love the, I love how their chemistry is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Anthony said, easily one of my favorite episodes of the series, let alone this season. Wow, wow. One, there is no scenario that exists in which I believe that Gina didn't know what EJ stood for. That's like first date stuff. Come on, EJ. Okay, so true. Because that's like a first date thing I would immediately ask someone. Yeah. And especially if you even, go even by if you're just my friend. EJ. Yeah. yeah, even if you're like, I'm not dating you, I would want to know what your name stood for. Yeah. Two, I'm guessing Camp Shallow Lake gave all of its mer- merchandise gear budget to EJ because he definitely represents. No, literally. Three, did I hear the Rena cue when Ricky and Gina were talking? I love their performance. It was electric. I do believe 90% of it was Gina trying to make EJ jealous, but I believe she started to feel something at the end. Stay tuned. I'll gladly accept season two again if this is the payoff we get. LOL. I definitely think the end she was yeah. feeling it. I mean, there was a switch. There's a little switch up. Four, I hate to hear when people say that Ricky is coming between Portwell. I honestly don't believe so. He's been nothing but respectful of their relationship. Portwell is undoing on its own. Five, the symbol It's like he's acknowledging the fact that he has feelings for her, but he's not doing anything to, like, advance Push them. her. Yeah, she's yeah. He's not pushing her. No. Five, the symbolism of Anna not knowing Hans's last name and Gina not knowing EJ's full name... Well, first name is wild and lastly i believe mad said it in last week's episode but now i'm on board ricky's bucket list of say some say yes to something that scares me is absolutely going to come back before the season is up and it's oh arena related. for sure i am banking on that for sure and it's always been gina for ricky nina nina nini was just familiar Think back to the Valentine's Day episode last season. Nini had no idea that Ricky had moved, but Gina showed up to the front door of his new apartment. Come on. I'm glad he finally admitted his feelings, and I'm even more proud that he's being respectful of Gina and her relationship. My guy is out here practicing lines and everything to be on point for Gina. Proud of Mr. Richard Bowen. He is is acting sweet. Jordan said, One, I don't get why people didn't ask if Maddox and Jet were siblings. Two, I feel like there's going to be actual beef between EJ and Ricky because of Gina, not because she wants that, but because Ricky still likes her, and I wouldn't be surprised if EJ and Gina end up breaking up. Three, am I the only one that wants to see Maddox and Ashlyn together? Like, I love Ashlyn and Big Red, but Ashlyn and Maddox have more chemistry, and it would be great to see Disney add a younger lesbian couple, not just Nini's moms. No, I want them together. Yeah. I think... I think... Maddox is just projecting the Val crush thing. Like, when she keeps saying, I like, agree. oh, I acted that way um, with Madison at first. And, like, in this episode, when she was like, I used to crush on Val, too, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girly, she doesn't like Val. She likes you. She likes you. She just okay. doesn't. I am glad she, you I think okay. she, she, no, Maddox is 100% projecting. And Ashlyn... Just doesn't realize that yeah, Ashley and Maddox are like flirty. Yeah, I love them too. They're so cute. And Naya said, "This episode made me a hardcore Rena, and I'm so impatient for the next episode." At the end, I'm trying to figure out who EJ called. Was it Nini? Because I heard she's going to be in the next two episodes. Maybe he wants to make Gina jealous. This episode was everything I wanted and more. And now I can't get. What do you think about love? 
out of my head. The chemistry, ah. I saw a lot of people thinking it was Nini in our DMs. Yeah. Nicholas said, this episode was a mess. I want to say that Real Campers of Shallow Lake was the best name for this episode because it was really giving Real Housewives. One, what do you know about love was everything. Two, Gina was in pain this episode, and I don't like to see that. Same. Three, the unattainable comebacks were everything. Four, I feel like Maddox crossed a line when she told Ashlyn she had feelings for Val. The sibling secret came out in the open, and what Jed did was kind of messed up, but his voice is amazing, and five, emotional damage, period. I do understand where they're saying she crossed the line, because it's, like I said, I think she is just projecting. projecting. Yeah. Lindsay said, Carlos is living his dream of being the Andy Cohen to the real campers of Shallow Lake, and I'm here for it. Even when the cameras were rolling, they acted like a Real Housewives episode when they took the group pictures, plus the secrets that came out after. Also, I'm so glad I've been correct on the Elton John thing. That's true. Lindsay has been saying that from the beginning. You know they'll say he was conceived at his concert. Also, I feel like he called Nini at the end since the camp is close to L.A. Side note, shout out to the show for bringing up Real Housewives because I've been watching the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City for two years and they have yet to mention anything about the HSM franchise, East High, or a cameo from Casey Stroh. P.S. If you ever watch a good episode of Real Housewives, you'll be Ricky on that stage shaking your head about everything. Ricky was stressed. That man's was going through it. He said, I need to sit down. And then he sits down and says, I need to lie down. I love when there's a shot of him with his hands over his ears. We got Mads. And Mads condensed this week, y'all. Yeah, she... Proud of her. (laughs) I I messaged. I was like, I am surprised. She said, I know I keep on saying this, but this is the best episode yet. And by that, I mean this is the best episode of the entire series. Season 3 is the best season of the show to me. Like, I really don't understand how you can't like it. The songs were so good this week. I think Adrian's was one of the best original songs of the series, and the sequence was so cute with Young Maddox and Jet. They went through hiring them as children, and I'm supposed to believe they won't return for season 4. They have to. Oh, true. No, wait. Who raised the point of, or is it in the doc, where someone said he got expelled from school, so he needs I, another school to I go to? I think it's to. Jake. It's in the doc. I'm pretty sure it's Jake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you know about love? Like, <laughs> I dreamed of Rena Duet for so long, and I've been wanting What Do You Know About Love since I first heard the song. I can't believe we got it. Best duet of the show, best performance of the show, chemistry outsold. How do people not ship them? I will never understand. Ricky is in love with Gina. Everyone cheered. They were giving rom-com so hard this episode, especially with their bench heart-to-heart. I mean, Rena Q, the scream I screamed, the score made specifically for them. Someone wake me up, I must be dreaming. Ricky and Gina have scenes together, and it's canon that Ricky is crushing on Gina and that he's heartsick. It's been five days, and he's down so horrendously bad. These feelings have been brewing for a while. One may say he's been holding a torch for her. Ricky slapping EJ, get him again. They hate each other so bad, I love it. Sorry, I never need them to be friends. The rivalry is too fun, and everyone being friends is boring. EJ (laughs) is Sven. Oh, I planned this. He looks so stupid. Gina got the (laughs) ick for sure. Like her, I am lucky. Piss Gina is so funny, and she was so justified. Eric Jr. is a loser. Ashlyn continues to be the biggest hater and worst friend to Gina. Wants Gina to be so bad at some things... 
wants Gina to be bad at something so bad. Like, get a job. So quick to air out Ricky and Gina's past to a stranger, and for what? Carlos was everything and more, especially this episode. This season is so funny, has me genuinely laughing so much. I was actually pretty concise this week. Rena has me speechless. Like, is this real life? They This episode was for Mads, period. Mm-hmm. Labria said, OMG, it was definitely giving teen drama show this episode. Courtney and Carlos are always my comedy legends. They really got me with the fake slap. I just love the delivery. That killed me. When Carlos says, my face. <laughs> it's been slapped. <laughs> He's so funny. No, I love Frankie. there's, okay, if Frankie's delivery there sounds like, I want you to watch the Saved by the Bell reboot just for Josie Tota. Okay. As Lexi. I mean, it's on my list. Because Josie Toda as Lexi is Carlos. She's such, she's so messy and her deliver, like, I think Josie Toda is one of the funniest actresses of, like, our generation and she's just not casting enough. She is hilarious. Okay, I'll watch. And she, she delivers, there's, I can't think of what episode it is or what they're scheming, but there's an episode within the show that they're scheming something and having to fake act. And when he said, my face, it's been slapped. 100% just made me think of her. (laughs) I think she's hilarious. Oh, here. I saw a hint of Jet looking at Courtney. Don't tell me he is feeling her love to see it come true. Maybe. Ricky and EJ slap scene when Ricky practically said that EJ took Gina from him, even though they weren't BFGF. And EJ coming at Ricky with the jabs about the woods and pretending to get lost with Gina. Maddox and Jet so glad they said publicly that they're siblings and finally can see where the animosity comes from. Ricky and Gina duet literally almost had me falling out of my bed at 3 a.m. The tension and chemistry just for this rehearsal in front of everyone and the lingering emotions every time they leaned into each other. I loved it. Tears of joy. Ricky finally telling Carlos that he was not playing around with the crush. He admits he has on Gina now will be broadcasted everywhere, giving parallels to season two chocolates mayhem with Gina. Snap. Chantel said, Okay, so I think this is my favorite episode of the whole season so far. Everything about it was just so good. I was literally like Ricky when he said, I need to sit down. No, I need to lay down. Like, that was me when something new and unexpected happened. First of all, Dara's hair this episode looked amazing, and I love it so much. Mm -hmm. I love how this episode really dove into each character's situation and backstory and how it's affecting them. And their, quote, characters in the real campers of Shallow Lake fit each of them so perfectly. Ashlyn wasn't nearly as annoying this episode. Her saying, I'm dying, gave me flashback to season one when she said, I'm dying, I'm deceased, yes. Gina acting all confused and stuff around EJ was perfect, and the sass and attitude was so well delivered and so deserved. The tension between Ricky and Gina during What Do You Know About Love? OMG, it was so good. The eye contact, the heavy breathing, their voices, it was perfection. The way What Do You Know About Love perfectly describes Rena because of how far Gina... Uh, because of how far Gina fell for EJ, just like Anna and Hans. And Ricky is Kristoff, her one true love, her happily ever after, the one worth melting for. 
Carlos making Ricky and EJ fight over a girl and Ricky bringing up Gina immediately had me dying. (laughs) I gasped so loud. The tension between them and the slap was so funny. Disney lied to us. I knew his name was Elton John. Eric James was too random, but it kind of grew on me, lol. I also think EJ calling Miss Jen at the end to come help direct the show, but by the sounds of the phone call, it sounded like they had been in contact before this. Oh, and Adrian's song was amazing. This boy has an amazing voice. I love the song so much. It's also super relatable. Ellie said, oh boy, I need to quote Richard Bowen. I need to sit down. I need to lie down. Well, the good thing is I live in Finland and the time zones are once again in my favor. It's 10 a.m. for me, so I always just watch the episode in bed in my jammies. That must be great to have the show come out at 10 a.m. I would love that. (laughs) Let's see. Let's get the portable stuff out of the way. Gina has every right to be angry at EJ, and EJ 100% messed up by not telling her about the letter. But going around making side remarks is not the way to go if you want to get the thing solved. If th- something bothers you, you need to talk about it. This applies to both EJ and Gina. This is not the end for them. They just need to have a big talk when they've calmed down and in a place where no one can interrupt them. They're fine during It's On, which is happening next episode, so they will clear this up. I feel it's almost that Gina doesn't want to get it solved but we Mm -hmm. shall see we shall see the rena duet was good i don't gain anything by denying it but let's not forget that gina was just doing all that to mess with ej a little bit of you was fine but it felt a bit low energy and not playful enough i told you that the whole theater crew would be in on creating the drama gina having a catchphrase was hilarious and ricky being the jilted ex i'm getting season one flashbacks and the big reveal, Elton John, what happened to Eric James? Who let that be on the D23 website? Someone needs to get fired over this. Or maybe his name isn't Elton John after all. Maybe Ashlyn was joking, but as Carlos started to make a big deal about it and the moment was way too charged to bother clearing it up. EJ didn't exactly confirm when Carlos asked. I think EJ was calling Miss Jen since some promos have shown her being in color wars. EJ definitely needs some guidance and she'll be able to give it to him. I still firmly believe that this whole directing plot is leading into it being EJ's true calling since support wall's problems are not being caused by it, so it has yet to have another purpose. EJ really needs a shoulder to cry on, bonus points if he actually cries because he really needs to. Still rooting for Scream or Monster, they already changed the lyrics in What Do You Know About Love and Home to fit the narrative, so they can do that for Monster too. That is a good point. This episode didn't provide me any more content for my Ricky is in this camp illegally argument, but I can't, but I can still complain about it since I will, since I said I will not let this go. Channing was recording Ricky secretly at the end of the episode, but has Ricky signed the release forms for it? He still has no guardian's authorization to appear in the dock. Where are the adults in this camp? They should have at least have one overseeing the whole musical debacle, even if they weren't directing. Or are EJ and Val enough as 18-year-olds? Also, how old is Maddox? I'm kind of guessing that to be a CIT, you have to be over 18. So I think she's over 18 okay, as well. Okay, I want to know how old Maddox is, too. Because she's mentioned how, the 15-year-old birthday party. Like, how and far how back old was that? Is, yeah, like, how far back was that for her? And how old is Jet? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's their, what's their age difference? But Do you J- think Maddox is... Is Maddox older? I want to say... younger? Maybe Maddox is older, possibly because in the Minimis, Maddox's Minimi looked older. That's what I thought. But that could just also be not... 
like not matter. But I love that Ellie is tracking the <laughs> Ricky being in camp illegally. Like this is the funniest thing. It's killing me. Anaya said, this week's episode was a masterpiece. It is so far my favorite of the season. Between Carlos explaining the three Bs, Ricky nonchalantly actually slapping EJ, the fake dating scenario between Ricky and Gina's exes, the whole what do you know about love scene, and the reactions to finding out Maddox and Jet are siblings. Wow. During the whole episode, I couldn't stop squealing, laughing, and gasping. I did not know what to expect. It took me over 20 minutes extra to watch the episode because I continuously <laughs> hit the 10 seconds back button. There were so many good parts in this episode. The chemistry between Rena, the tension between Portwell, Miss Sophia Wiley, girl, I'm speechless. Ricky finally confessing that he has a crush on Gina is everything. Mm-hmm. He continues to be whipped, and now everyone will know. Thanks, Channing. <laughs> No, that was literally me taking my notes today. I just kept rewinding it. Yeah, me too. That 10 seconds back hits. Chloe said, wow, this episode was a lot. I'll try to keep it short and let the Renas take reins on this one. Right off the bat, as soon as Gina walks in and sees EJ, her face changes. She kept snapping at him and he deserves it. The writers definitely said that this is Disney Plus and had Carlos say bitch slaps. Ricky and EJ trying to fake slap each other is part two of the basketball scene from season one. I love that scene still. That slap was infinity plus two. How were Alex and Emmy not invited to the pre-rehearsal meeting? Wasn't it meant for the whole cast? And how are there no other middle school age kids? Jet maybe likes court and I think they'll have a connection even if it's platonic. Maybe the other middle school age kids are just doing like the other activities. Just not the play. Because oh, they had what, like, swimming they told and Jet, like, swimming or the play were the only two things left he could do. Yeah, so there has to be more. Gina's little smirk when Carlos said to have fun torturing EJ. She knew exactly what she was going to do. EJ walking in as Sven had me in stitches and Ricky's hey buddy <laughs> made it even more hilarious. I think the costume department is using Matt's height to the advantage of comedy. He's a tall guy in a goofy reindeer costume. Miss Gina did not come to play. She was throwing Ricky around like a ragdoll the entire number. Definitely pure <laughs> chemistry. I really enjoyed the cinematography of What Do You Know About Love. You can clearly see Ricky forgets he was supposed to be in character as a jilted ex when he sits down with Carlos because he wasn't acting. Val psychoanalyzing the situation correctly without knowing how they acted before camp was perfect. And the Rena Porch scene is screaming rom-com and I'm here for it. The scene was a dumpster fire in the best possible way everyone's secrets are out one after another i was stressed watching this pacing the floor and hyperventilating what could jet have possibly done to get expelled and he outed maddox to their parents and mr eric james except his name is actually elton john obviously ashley knew his name because they're cousins but other camp people val and maddox had to have known as well since his camp name is rocket man if i was gina the first question i would ask is what does ej stand for same when the doc airs with Ricky and Carlos's conversation, he could play it off and say he knew Channing was there so there could be more drama. Oh, that's true. EJ definitely mm-hmm. called Miss Jen. He needs help. Lastly, Carlos and Courtney are my comedy heroes. Anything they say could very well become part of my vocabulary. Comedy is my favorite genre of TV and film apart from musicals, so I love that there are more comedic moments in the show this season. Same. I have a feeling we might not see the production of Frozen. If each episode is one day after another, then we'll only be seeing a week of camp. And wouldn't the production happen at the end of two weeks? Unless they skip 
days in the next two episodes or have longer episodes. Definitely my fave so far. That's a good point. Millie said, I love the fake acting. That was so fun to watch. Definitely my favorite part of the episode. The way Ricky slapped EJ just like in season one. And when Gina spilled water on court, everyone got perfect roles. Portwell is completely falling apart. And the what do you know about love was too much. Gina is trying so hard to make EJ jealous. And Gina was smiling the whole time while Ricky looked so afraid. LOL. Also, Gina is too mad about the letter. She should relax a little and let EJ explain everything. Hopefully they make up in the next episode. Well, the next episode is either going to be a breakup or a makeup. Jet and Maddox, I'm so happy they finally told everyone their siblings. I like Jet's song. I'm happy Maddox was there to see it, and I think she'll forgive him. Also, the camera caught what Ricky said about Gina. Definitely more drama in the next episode. And lastly, who did EJ call in the end? I think his dad, Madison, or Miss Jen. His dad, because he probably wants to change his mind and all that. Madison, because we should see her in an episode soon, and Miss Jen, maybe for advice, but honestly, I don't really think it's her what do you think i think Ms. i think it's jen yeah watch us be completely wrong and caroline mary said let's appreciate how much better carlos has gotten at managing a group of theater teens the confidence <laughs> changed from forest of boys to this week is amazing so true i love how ricky was just completely mind blown at maddox and jet being siblings also jet i love you but don't you dare tell me you outed your sister or your parents mm-hmm. your parents had better know maddox was queer before they learned about madison Okay, Portwell, Rena, whatever. I am and always will be team happy Gina. If Ricky makes her happy and treats her well, great. If Elton Eric does the same, <laughs> great. And just let her be happy, Timothy. P.S. Shout out to the other Caroline who sends you a message because I always get confused when I hear my name and not my message because Caroline isn't the most common name. I have I a know. cousin named Caroline. I only... I- recognize everyone by their profile picture and like when we get the same names yeah (laughs) jake said hey besties honestly this episode was a mixed bag for me there was things i liked but also some things i really really didn't like maybe it's just because i don't care for shows like real housewives so over the top fabricated drama just has me rolling my eyes see i understand why people wouldn't like that if you don't like that because it was over the top like i get why they did it because apparently corbin and channing want this for the documentary air quotes because an actual doc wouldn't need this of course as we know i feel like i wasn't too mind blown by the over the topness and i don't watch real housewives but i feel like that also could do with the fact that i did watch dance bombs yeah (laughs) of course i always forget that sophia was on dance bombs i did not know that till you told me like the first time which is crazy. Little baby, yeah. little baby she's so, Sophia she's so in an cute. episode of Dance Bombs. She's so teeny. Of course, as we know, the fake drama would lead to real drama happening, and man, did it come in loads this episode. I mean, Maddox and Jet's stuff really hit me the most. Now everyone knows their siblings and that they have a very strained relationship. I really hope they talk all this all out soon. But also, are we really j- going to just breeze over the fact that Jet apparently outed Maddox to their parents? Because, like, what? I really hope if he did do that, they address it, you know? I will say Mm -hmm. Jed's song was so good and Adrian's voice is amazing, but I do have to complain that it ended up being another music video. The overproduced music is really starting to get on me. Also, I'm just going to say it. I'm tired of the love triangle stuff, especially because EJ keeps being made the bad guy more and more this episode. Like, yeah, he should have told Gina about the school immediately, but the writer said no. He needs to be vilified more so Rena could happen. Like, 
I accepted that Rena is going to happen, but my God, why does EJ's entire character development have to go down the drain for it? Seriously, it's so bad how he's being treated. He's got so much pressure on him, and he's clearly not in the right mind, right state of mind due to it. But sure, let's make him the villain so Ricky can be the better guy for Gina to be with. I do hate how bad EJ's, bad of a rap EJ's getting. It's like, I just wish, I just wish he could just be with somebody and be a good boyfriend. And I just know. not have, like, something in the way of that. <laughs> he needs, I know. I Can everyone just be happy? Yeah. Also, as far as who EJ called, I'm sure it's Miss Jen, because we've seen pictures of her at camp, so she'll probably get the game back in order. I just hope EJ doesn't step down as director because he feels like a failure. But given how they're treating this boy this season, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know. I just don't know how they plan on wrapping this all up in three episodes, though they probably won't because we need lingering plot lines for season four. Oh, also, kind of convenient that Jet got expelled from his last school, meaning he'll need a new one to attend. So I guess see you in season four, Jet. It was Jake. I didn't even think about that. No, but that's it makes what I said so to him. much sense. And I hope that's how it ends up. Him and Maddox end up. Because, being. like, I'm already sad that we don't have, like, Howie and Antoine because they were, like. I miss them. But, like. Like, miss their voices, miss, like, freaking I miss, the, Roman's, I miss their accent. Roman's voice, I miss, <laughs> miss Antoine's phony accent. So, like, I would just hate to, again, be introduced to these characters and then never see them again. I know. Jeff said, hell hath no fury like Gina scorned. <laughs> and she was sure dishing the passive aggressiveness, rightfully so. Much to Ricky's delight, and to my delight, Ricky laying in that smackdown to Elton John, and he was ready to go again. That boy sure did find his motivation, and I loved every moment. Speaking of moments, the Rena song moment is one of the finest scenes in the series. Both Joshua and Sophia nailed that performance. Lastly, Courtney slash Dara looked gorgeous with that 50s-style hair she had going on. All in all, great stuff, and the shiz is really hitting the fan now. Oh, and EJ likely called Nini, so she will come in and maybe throw Ricky off. That's my thoughts. Ciao for now. So many Nini people. I wouldn't be surprised if she does show I know. Up. It's Me said, so good. I love seeing Ricky and Carlos's friendship, and surprisingly, Ashlyn and Maddox's. I thought it was really bold of Maddox to outright suggest she's crushing on Val, and really hope they explore that more. I'm really wondering if this is leading to Ashlyn breaking up with Big Red, or maybe just discovering she's by and staying with Red. I also see a lot of people shipping Courtney and Jet, and while I don't think her and Howie are together still, good riddance, you don't like Howie? I just don't see the vision yet. Ricky and Gina's duet was so good, and that's coming from someone who isn't really invested in the whole love triangle storyline. I've been underwhelmed with the songs this season, but their vocals and chemistry were top-notch. All in all, the actors did a phenomenal job, especially Frankie, Rodriguez, and Dara Renee, and I love how lighthearted and fun this season has been compared to the last. I was re-watching season two and was stunned at how I couldn't see anything. Anyways, I'm a little <laughs> nervous for next episode. I don't think it will be able to top this one. Oh, and I totally think EJ is calling Miss Jen. Micah said, I obviously understand Gina's anger, but she shouldn't direct it at Val. Ricky slapping EJ gave me the basketball flashbacks. He found his motivation, please. Moving on, Maddox be the girl. 
making Maddox be the girl to like Jet. She's so hot for you. I was dying. <laughs> Courtney getting splashed with water gave me EJ just standing at Hoko and got punched. <laughs> I got punched on him by Gina. I could feel EJ slowly dying as soon as he put on that costume. <laughs> he even scratched himself. Talk about getting into character, lol. <laughs> Rena's were screaming, and I could hear ambulances coming in after reports of fainting. After seeing what do you know about love, the tension was there. It was the eye contact, the eye contact. Josh and Sophia should really be proud of themselves for doing that number in a few t- few one takes. For real. Also, Court's face during Gina's line, wow, you're really strong. Girl, same. <laughs> Everyone felt something after that duet. Ricky's shoving the camera away from Channing and Channing's face looked like a baby in a candy store. LOL. Elton, Eric, James, John, Caswell, you have to... (laughs) You have to communicate. Yes, there's a lot, but you had to talk with Gina. Also, the most shocking reveal. Guys, Jet and Maddox are siblings. Ricky was going through it. And Channing, what are you going to do? Were you waiting in the bushes because you enjoy this camp more than the editing room? I feel so bad for Ricky. I do think EJ called Miss Jen, and she probably accepted after days of awkwardness and silence on that cruise with Michael Bowen. (laughs) Last thing, Dara this season has been slaying when it comes to her hair and outfits. The little ponytail and the blue outfit. She continues to slay. Love y'all so much. See you soon. Slay, my God. Yes. Dara slayed so hard. All right. We have and a voice have... message from Gloria. I could play it. It's like, it's about three minutes. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Ivy. It's Gloria. So I really like this episode, but first I'm going to talk about something I noticed in episode four that I forgot to say. So when Courtney was all dressed up trying to imp- impress Corbin Blue and she's like I know all the stuff about him I don't think she was obsessed with him before but if they don't have phones to do all that research how did she just happen to bring everything that he loved and how how did she just happen to know everything that he also loved Mm. so that was just a question that I was wondering um this episode was great this is the surprise is the all-time best episode of the show the drama the confusion great so First off, the thing I wanted to say is that Ricky seems so upset when he found out that Jet and Maddox were siblings. I wonder why is that? Like, why was he so upset? The other people were like, oh, shocked? It's shocking, but it's not so upsetting. It's ending. I'm going to send another one. I think he was just, like, shook. I think like he was also... Well, I feel like he was bringing up the fact that, like, everybody moved on from that really fast. Yeah. And he was he was still it was, there. Everybody it was like Jet moved. and Maddox... <laughs> Jet and Maddox had this big fight in front of everybody and then stormed off. Yeah. And everyone else kind of started bickering about whatever they were bickering about from the start. And Ricky was like, are we all just going to not talk about the fact that they're siblings? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are we just going to not talk about this? Speaking of Ricky, I love when he and Gina sang What Do You Know About Love? Like the part where they go, anything, anything. Like that was like the best part. Like the part Mm -hmm. that we got in the trailer. That was great. People made it sound like it was such a big deal when, like, Ricky slapped EJ, but I don't know. I don't know if it was that big of a deal. Um, I love when Courtney and Gina, they were, like, spilling stuff out. And it was just a great episode overall, like, the drama and how the actors are so good that they can pretend that they don't know how to act almost. Like, that's, as an actor, that's hard to do. Mm -hmm. So um, props to them because... Courtney's hair this episode, 
it was it was really nice. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like in the next episode, um, Portwell will probably break up. And I feel like it's just due to miscommunication because obviously they're setting up um, Rena to be together, but I feel like they need to work on their communication and everything because it wouldn't have happened the way it did because everything happened all because of miscommunication. And I know you want it's your first relationship and you want all these things. So I understand that, but if you want it to go smoothly, you have to put in that effort, even though it might be a little awkward, a little embarrassing to even communicate, but you still kind of got to put in a little bit of work, a little bit of effort to try and get things to work. And even if they don't end up working, at least you know you tried. So I feel like based off of that, like they need to communicate better. Probably next episode they're, or in the future of the show, which I can't believe we only have three episodes left. That's crazy. It feels like a few weeks ago we were, you know. Yeah, it's just kind of sad. Um, but it kind of seems like they might not even just be like, we need to break up, but they're just going to be like broken up without saying anything, all due to that miscommunication. But I feel like, I feel like it that just might happen. Um, when Maddox said to Ashlyn, I get it, I was crushing on her too. I was like, oof. And like the awkwardness in her eyes. I just hope she doesn't cheat on Big Red. Like I don't really ship them because they're just there. But <laughs> I hope she doesn't, you know, cheat on him. Because that'd be very sad. He comes and he's like, oh, this is my girlfriend. Like, no, we don't want that to happen. I hope that doesn't happen because... You know, you gotta at least communicate with Big Red. So I think that's all that I have. If I have more ideas, I will send them in. Um, thanks for listening and taking the time to listen. Um, have a great day. Love you guys. Love the podcast. Bye. Thanks, Gloria. I don't think. Thanks, I mean, I really hope no one will cheat, and I don't think they're gonna do that on a Disney Plus show. When it comes down to it, I hope not. Like, actually thinking about. Business-wise. We got two voice messages from Leisure Loops. So, here is part one. Hey, y'all. Thank you for appreciating the Ricky Twizzler ship names from last episode. <laughs> this episode was really good, and I had a couple notes. I really like the sidebar short conversations that we get between characters that we don't really get to see interact because it just adds so much to the show that we're watching, like EJ confiding in Ricky, asking why Gina's mad at him, and Ricky and Carlos having a conversation. I really like that. Also, Ricky is finally getting praise from someone, which is Ashlyn, about how much he's improved and how much he's trying. And I feel like EJ definitely called Miss Jen because for those who don't think he's connected to her enough, I knew people in my high school who confided in our music teacher more than their own mothers. Mm. And do you think we'll see Jet slash Maddox in season four? They've built him up so much that it doesn't make sense for them to be just discarded after season three and more in part two. I'm hoping to see them in season four. Yeah, even you tweeted something about it, and that also blew up, because no one wants to see them gone. Yeah. But I also love the sidebar conversations. There's a part two. And we're back with part two, and after this episode, I went and watched the It's On sneak peek again to see if I could, like, pick out nuances from it that 
I now have knowledge of because I watched all the episodes leading up to the episode that it will be in. And it just seems so out of place when compared to how this episode ended off. So do you think we get a whole group intervention scene like a this would be a great spot for them to put in work this out to like kind of get everybody back on the same page. I just want to know what you guys thought of that because it just seems so out of place how everybody's acting in that song. But again, it's a musical and people act happy when they're really mad, you know? So do you think we get Gotta Go My Own Way this season, maybe between Gina and EJ? I don't know. But that's all, and I can't wait for this podcast. Thank you. I didn't even think about work this out next week. Yeah, let's address that first. so much sense. It fits perfectly. Like, I... That is so smart. No, because like he's... Yeah, because like they said, like, in the It's On clip, you wouldn't know that all of this just went down. Yeah. Because they look just fine. They're just having their little, like, color war, whatever. Remember, too, when we... When it first came out, we were discussing how... We were, we were like, why would they show us something from episode six? Yeah. And regarding God, and I go- still feel like that. Like, I don't know what else they would have showed other than that, but. Yeah. It still does kind of weird me out that they would show something from episode six out of an eight episode season. They should have shown um, the what time is it medley or mashup. That would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Regarding Gotta Go My Own Way, I really, really do want to see that this season. So I hope we get even something for it. Something. Also, Leisure Loops, if you're comfortable with telling us your name, please tell us your name because I don't, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know how to address you. <laughs> and I don't yeah, want to keep I saying never, Leisure like, Loops. Because... <laughs> No, all it does is show up on Anchor as a voice message from Leisure Loops. So I, I'm so sorry. Only for comfortable though. Don't don't feel we, like you need. We to. haven't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm so sorry that we don't have uh, your actual name. I know. I'm like, I want to know everyone's names. I think that's all the responses we got. I I forgot who said it, but I don't know how next week's episode is gonna live up to this one's. Uh, this one was just so, and I feel like all the cast were so excited about this one and yeah. posting about this one. I mean, Josh said it was so, his favorite episode. I know. I'm just hoping that the rest of the season, maybe not as good as this, but still lives up to the St- expectations on that the level. this has set. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully it will. I hope so. But yeah, in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Just For Our Podcast. We say it every week, but thank you for all the love on our socials and for all the DMs yes. we get. Like, all, And again, if we don't respond to you or accidentally forget to include what you sent us, we are not doing it on purpose. Because we be, we be popping. Mm-hmm. This podcast is distributed on Anchor, which is a podcast app where you can record and distribute your podcast anywhere podcasts are heard, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Those really help us out. Another thing you can do on Anchor is leave a voice message, such as the ones that you just heard. 
And you can also shop our merch store, which is always linked in the episode descriptions. We've got some stuff up on there. And aside from that... Hmm. You got a pun for this week? Uh, Do I have a pun for this week? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do not get me started. (laughs) (laughs) I should have seen that coming. (laughs) <laughs> okay, um, no, really, that's it. I, <laughs> I think I did enough this week when I was singing as Kermit and Miss Piggy. That was, <laughs> that was plenty, Ivy. <laughs> that, was, that was enough. We don't need a pun on top of that. All right, guys, see you next week. Bye. Bye. So what do you know about love? Wow, you're really strong what do you know about love i lift a lot of ice at least we know one thing this trip should be interesting but do you-